Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything. So together, we'll be looking above. Hey there, welcome back to Looking Above. This is episode 40 and our first episode in our new season, our spring season here. If you did not listen to our Between the Seasons season, we had several podcasts there where we were talking about Dear Younger Me, things that uh, we wished we knew when we were younger. We were specifically focusing on our college and young adult age listeners, but I know several of you have said that you just enjoyed those episodes and it was a chance to get to know us and our past and our experiences a little bit more. But let's start since we're at a new semester before we talk about what we're doing. Of course, we produce these podcasts specifically for our church, New Life Church in Gillette, and with our life groups in mind. But if you're not in a life group, we're so happy that you're here yes. and listening and um, just use these to encourage you and maybe to get in conversation always in our episode descriptions, we always put questions for discussion and we encourage you to listen and then get together with a friend or a small group and talk about the podcast because we believe that we grow best in relationship. And so my name again is Karen Boffman. I am the women's pastor and the life groups pastor here at New Life Church. And joining me is Brooklyn Alm. And Brooklyn is our office manager here at the church and helps me with a bunch of stuff with ladies ministry here and life groups ministry and just a good friend and someone who encourages me. And so we've been doing this together here for this last season, just having a more conversational podcast than maybe before mm -hmm. and getting some good feedback. So she's joining me again this semester. Which I'm so excited. Yeah. So Brooklyn, what are we going to talk about over the next 10 weeks? So this semester or over the next 10 weeks, we're going to focus on rest mm. and what the biblical concept of rest mm -hmm. is. So mm -hmm. what it is, why do we do it? What does God say about it? What's the benefit to us? Yeah. <laughs> All of those things. Yeah. It is something that societally we don't like to talk about right. often. And um, so great. Well, we're going to dive right into it today. As we talk about rest, really, we're just going to kind of give you a framework for why we're going this direction this mm -hmm. semester, why this is what we're talking about, and just try and lay, lay that framework. And then over the next nine episodes, what we hope to do each time we will get into a different scripture passage, and we're really going to try and dive into what does God say about rest, like Brooklyn said. So our goal will be to interact more. We're not going to hit scripture as much today, but just kind of lay that framework. And then in the future, we're really going to look at different passages and mm -hmm. see where do we see rest in the Bible and how is it being utilized and what does God say about it? Because I do believe that a lot of us have a faulty 
understanding, at least of the biblical view of rest. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. So what do you think that most people think of when they hear the word rest, like as a society in our culture? In our culture. Um, Okay, if you would say to somebody, what is rest? Probably their first answer would be taking a nap. Yeah. I don't know. I think most people think of rest as sleep. We we yeah. think of it as laying down and sleeping. That's how we rest. Usually, I I would say societally. I agree. Yeah. Do you think there's other things people think about? Um, vegging out, watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to take a rest day and watch mm-hmm. five seasons of the show. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. So things that kind of um, allow us to escape. Escape, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. those, those escape things, which yes, any kind of vegging, whether it be playing video games or watching too much YouTube, something like that. It's usually a cessation of activity. So just like, like you would say, like chilling, sitting on a couch, laying in your bed, that would be, but Rest, then, yeah. right. But then just kind of mind numbing activities, yeah. things that keep us from engaging with real life would be what a lot of people would consider their rest. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think there is a lot of resting going on. Like healthy rest. Healthy rest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. I think a lot of people do that, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, mm-hmm. it's not healthy necessarily. Right. right. And we can get into that later, yeah. but I don't even think that much of that is actually legitimate rest. I mean, napping would be a kind of rest, but it's one type of rest. There's a lot of different types of rest, um, which we can maybe broach a little bit here as we go through the semester. There's There are a lot of types of rest. Yeah. And um, yeah. And I don't even think like if we thought about that, if we thought about societally, if we think sleeping is our main type of rest. I don't even think we're doing that well as a society. Definitely not. I always hear about <laughs> how terrible people are sleeping. And right. um, yeah, it's just, I think that's a big thing in our right. culture is right. people can't sleep or they don't sleep enough or they wake up a lot. They don't sleep well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which is a symptom of not being well rested in the actual sense of rest so yeah okay interesting so I mean I think we're kind of already saying this but is rest viewed positively or negatively in society it's viewed negatively Mm -hmm. because it's viewed as Mm non-productive I think Mm -hmm. is why it's viewed negatively yeah In, in America yes right so we there are cultures in Europe right where they still close everything down because they still have siesta and (laughs) you know there are societies where rest is a big piece of what they do but America is all about the grind it's all about the hustle it's all about 24 7 I want it now and and of course our smartphones and internet and all of that means that we can legitimately work anytime anywhere all the time like we can't get away from work. We can't get away from the stimulation of the phone and all of that. So, so yeah, I agree. It's negatively viewed because we've come to idolize productivity. You told me a statistic. What is the statistic of people that are tired or there was a like chronically tired? Yeah. yeah 60%, I want to say. Yeah. Which I'll, I'll I feel like if up, I went to my friends and asked, 
Yeah, six out of 10 are going to say, yes, I'm usually tired. I really do think that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, are you, you're my friend, are you good at resting? (laughs) (laughs) You know the answer to this, but (laughs) we will just bare my soul to everyone listening. Um, Am I good at resting? I am terrible at resting. (laughs) I am not good at it at all. Uh, I have a lot of energy and Mm -hmm. therefore I use my energy. I feel like God's given me the ability to do a lot of things and juggle a lot all at once. And so I'm someone who just keeps taking on more and more tasks. Because it's a strength of yours, but Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. it, yeah makes resting difficult. Right, right. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I'm at home, even if I stop working on my, what I get paid for work, I'm working on something. I will find something else to do. I don't sit well. I don't stop well. I don't turn my brain off. Or I will start texting people because I'm like, oh, I should check on so-and-so. And then, you know, so there's always... My mind is always going. My body is always going. I don't shut down. I don't stop well. Right. Um, Yeah, it's definitely something I struggle with. Sabbath is hard for me. Um, And I think I have at many times been able to, in my brain, work around it like, well, I'm not doing my job. Mm -hmm. So I am not working. But then I'm cleaning out a room in my house and working in another way. (laughs) Or like you said, checking on your friends, which is Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's still producing productivity almost in Mm -hmm. a sense. It's Mm -hmm. so it's not resting, Mm -hmm. which if you guys don't know, we didn't say this, but Karen has a word of the year. Oh, we might get to Mm -hmm. this later, but her word of the year is rest. So she Mm -hmm. is actively working on this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm not good at it, but I'm hoping by the end of this year, it is something that I don't know if I will ever master it, but something that I have at least embraced and um, accepted and learned how to lean into, I guess would be. And she's really studying it and she shares a lot with Mm -hmm. me. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. So I am really excited for this season. So for the people, Brooklyn, are you Mm -hmm. good at resting? (laughs) I... It depends, but mm-hmm. I would say that I am better than you. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you are better than me. No, this is I true. think mm-hmm. I used to be really bad at it, and I think I'm slowly getting better at resting. Mm-hmm. It just is, rest is a weird thing because it can look so different for everyone. Sure. Yep. So one form of resting, and we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. is I really try not to be on my phone in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Um, and that mm-hmm. helps me feel recharged the next day. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm, I am okay at resting. I still have yeah. a lot to learn. And the things that you share with me are really interesting. Yeah. So, Well, I'm figuring if I'm going to be challenged this year, we may as well <laughs> all be all going to be challenged. So <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> yeah. And we, there's so many facets to rest, too, yeah. that I think yes. I'm good at some of them and I'm not good at others. Right. So right. there's always... It, Room for improvement, Mm -hmm. which is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why do you, so I said, this is your word of the year. And that's why it's also the ladies ministry word Mm -hmm. of the year. Mm -hmm. And that's why our podcast is also focusing on rest. But do you want to give a little bit of background? What kind of led you to that point? Yeah, sure. 
So I've said I am not good at resting. That is a chronic issue. <laughs> it's not a newfound issue. That's been my whole life. Um, you know, I was the kid in high school who was in 86 clubs and in student government and taking AP classes. And, you know, this has been my whole life is that I will fill my schedule to the brim, push myself to my limits, always do and go. Um, so this is, this is not a new thing. <laughs> this is, this is an always thing. And I think even when I was a young mom at home with my kids and not working, Paul will tell you in that season, I was volunteering at churches and he will tell you, I worked more hours for the church than his staff did. Mm -hmm. That's telling, right? Right. <laughs> yes. You know, that I was putting more than 40 hours a week into volunteerism. But you weren't technically working. Right. But I wasn't being paid <laughs> right. for what I was doing. So this is this has been an always thing um, that I've always done a lot. And you know, we've talked, we talk a lot about personality types, right? And how mm -hmm. God created us. And I think a big portion of that is that's who God created me to be. He created me mm -hmm. as a productive person. And, and so many times we look at Mary and Martha, right? And, mm -hmm. and people are like, well, dang it, Martha, you know, you missed out. Mary chose the greater thing. Um, but we neglect that part of the conversation that, God created Mary and Martha to be exactly who they were. And, and maybe, we'll, you know, maybe we'll talk about their story one of these weeks, but um, even the Marthas can, can learn to sit in God's presence, but that's not saying that being productive is a bad thing. So I, yeah. I, I have to um, understand too, that God created me with the capacity to do a lot of things and juggle a lot of things. And so therefore I, it's good. Those, those things are good, but there is a point, a breaking, a tipping point, you know, there, there is a place where I also need to acknowledge that God commanded rest and he modeled rest, you know, the seventh day God rested. And that I believe was him setting an example for us. And, and we'll, we'll talk about Sabbath, one of these episodes. Um, but he created our bodies with a need for rest. And some of us have a greater need for rest. There are people who really need a lot of mm -hmm. different forms of rest, you know, need a lot of rest. I've got a daughter that that's how God created her. Um, and I recognize that I don't need a lot of rest, but I also am coming to understand here that, you know, that God still calls me to rest. And so where this, where this all led is, like I said, there is a tipping point. And um, over the last couple of years, my responsibilities here at the church have increased and then increased and then increased again. And part of that is because, you know, our staff has downsized a little bit. And so I have taken on a lot of responsibilities and that's been great until it's not. And so I got to the point where um, at certain points during the year, my schedule gets very busy, mm -hmm. very, very busy. And I have a lot to do. And I got to the point over the last couple of years where when those seasons would come around, I would start having panic attacks. 
And I have come to learn that my body, that's my body's reaction to stress. And I may have even said that here before. My body's reaction to being overstressed, like stress beyond my capacity as a Mm -hmm. human to bear is that my body just kind of freaks out. And as I look back over my life in the seasons where I was having panic attacks, they, they are the high stress seasons. And so it's different for different people. Different people's bodies do different things in stress. That's what mine does. Also, my heart will start fluttering a lot. And when I, that's kind of a lot of times my first tip off that I'm in a high stress season is my heart starts fluttering. That happens before the panic attacks. But anyway, over the last couple of years, I started having these panic attacks and, um, talk to some friends in the mental health field, you know, who are just kind of encouraging me, like, you need to do something different. This is not healthy. You are, um, you're hurting your body and you're hurting your brain because you've got this stress hormone going on in inside of you and you, you're not letting it release and you're living in such a high stress for so long that this is going to have negative effects. Um, but I'm a little dense and a little stubborn and probably a lot prideful. And I just think, well, I'll just press through. And so I just kept pushing through these seasons. And last fall, I got to the point where um, we were actually sitting at lunch one day with friends. And it was it's probably one of the times during my week where I have the least stress. It's one of the more comfortable situations that I have during my week is this weekly lunch. And I sat there. And I was having a panic attack while at lunch with some of my most trusted friends in a time when I should be the least stressed. And I was having a panic attack and I left that lunch terrified. And I thought, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. If I can sit with these people that love me and I love them and I ought to be like, whew, and I'm going to have a panic attack right now, something is wrong. And I got really scared um, to the point where I thought, I might have a nervous breakdown. Like I legit could end up in the hospital soon if I don't do something. And that was the day when I was like, I'm, I need to talk to my boss. I need to do something different. Like I need to tell someone, I need to be honest that the pace I'm running at, I can no longer maintain. And that is a huge blow to my pride. (laughs) And it's a huge blow to just like, I feel, and I think a lot of us would understand this, like I'm letting, I'm going to let people down. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing that kept me running so long at the pace I was going was I don't want to let anybody down. Um, But I also in that moment recognized if I don't do something, if I don't say something, if something doesn't change right now, I'm going to be in the hospital and I won't be able to do anything. Um, because who knows how long that will take to come back from. So, uh, that's, you know, that's, that's where I was last fall. And so I'm pretty sure that the very next day I went in to Mike's office and said, I need to talk to you about where I'm at. And, um, just said, you know, I'm, I'm not okay. And I think, That was really hard. (laughs) Like, I'll just be honest. That was so hard for me. It's so, so, so hard. And yet I recognize in all of that, that there is this piece, you know, like when, when Jesus said to Martha, Mary has chosen the better thing. There's also this piece where I had to recognize that 
Satan is keeping me in this place mm. of being over busy. Satan is trying to hold me in this place where I am being prideful and unwilling to say, I can't, I, I need to say no. Um, Satan was holding me there. I, I think that busy and productivity is good to a point. But then there is that place where busy and productivity becomes an idol in our lives. It becomes a stronghold in our lives. And I didn't want to admit that that's where I was. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to admit, though, when you're in the midst of it. Right. And you feel like you're doing a valiant thing. Like, I'm, you know, (laughs) it's like, yeah, I can handle this. And if I say I can't, then somebody else has to take it on. And I don't want to push this on them. So I'll just keep going. I'll just keep pressing through. So in that, um, God just made it super clear to me in the fall that, I mean, this was probably early October that that God just said to me, um, you know, your word of the year next year is rest. And it's also going to be the word of the year for women's ministry. I, I do both. I have one for ministry and one for myself. And usually they're, they're different. And um, I think it was just this awareness that I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who is running at a speed that they're not going to be able to maintain long-term. We might be able to maintain it a long time. I mean, I turned 46 last summer, so I made it 46 years before I thought, oh, I might have a nervous breakdown. You know, like I, I, I went hard for a long, long time, but there will come a day when we'll all reach our capacity. And I felt God say, as a pastor, Karen, you have to go first. You have to lead in this. So many people are tired. So many people are burning out. So many people are weary. So many people are running at a pace that they can't maintain. And I need you to go first. I mean, that's the whole thing about leadership, right? Is if Mm -hmm. you can't lead where you haven't gone. And so I felt that's what God was calling me to for this year was you go first, but you need to take others on this journey with you. So... Ah, that's where we're at, people. (laughs) It's it's hard. Um, But I think a lot of us are chronically tired and chronically busy. And um, it's time for us to start talking about the value of rest and not seeing resting as a liability, not seeing it as a weakness, not seeing it as a um, you're lazy or you can't do, you know, oh, you, you can't achieve as much or you're not Mm -hmm. as productive or you like we've got to stop seeing the fact that we are human and limited as bad and we need to start accepting that God created rest and the Bible which we're going to get into this semester tells us that it is a gift and if it's a gift and something that God wants to give to us then we've got to embrace that be thankful for it and be thankful for that but i think um satan wants to keep us busy and our society has brainwashed us to think the exact opposite about yeah. rest yeah uh, being a part of that season which i know it's gone on your mm-hmm. whole life but mm-hmm. even just this last season mm-hmm. it was scary to watch you struggle and realize like, oh, I cannot do all of this. Mm-hmm. But that was hard because it, it was not an easy thing for Karen to do. She loves helping other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching you be able to discern helping others from being obedient to God was very powerful. And it is a testimony in watching you go through it all. I'm very excited to 
to be a part of you sharing it with everyone this mm-hmm. season. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think we were um, talking before we hit record here just about the the idea that that God God tells us to rest and that God gave us this gift and um I said to you, you know, if if you buy a car and the mm-hmm. car manufacturer gives you this schedule of scheduled maintenance, right? And they're like, every this often, you need to get your oil changed. And every this often, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know anything about cars. Your brakes <laughs> need replaced. Or this needs to be checked. Your mm-hmm. transmission fluid needs refilled. Whatever. <clears throat> um, if your car manufacturer gives you that, yes. I don't want to get into the conversation that some of this is a money-making ploy. But... Overall, the car manufacturer, the one who made the car, knows the best way to maintain the car, right? And so they're saying for the longevity of your vehicle or whatever product it is we buy, right? This is the maintenance routine that you need to follow if you want this thing, this car, to serve you the best for the long haul. So same thing. God is our manufacturer, right? He is the one who created us. And so if he's telling us, take a Sabbath rest, I know your body best. I know this is important for you. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Like if God is telling us to rest and that this is what he offers us as our manufacturers, the one who knows our bodies most intimately, we ought to listen to that and we ought to follow that. And I'm saying this as one who has been very sinful in this, quite frankly, like I have not listened well. I have not done well in this. And he created our bodies to tip us off. Like that's the thing, like we want to talk about like what what happens when we don't rest. Our bodies are screaming at us all the time. Like for those of you who are saying, yes, I chronically feel tired. That is your body saying, you need to rest. (laughs) You need to rest, you know? And for me, there's so many other things that, um, that tip me off, but I think chronic inflammation, chronic illness that we have, some of us have those things going on. And I think those might be signs for some of us that we aren't allowing our bodies, the rest and recovery that Mm -hmm. they need. And there, again, there are different forms of rest. And so there's different things that are contributing to that. But um, I, God created our bodies. It's like a car, like when your car starts clicking or starts smoking or whatever, like you see this and you think, oh my goodness, I need to take the car in. It needs maintenance. Well, same thing with us, right? Definitely. <laughs> like if my heart starts fluttering, I need to not say, oh, I know, you know, I'm really stressed right now. I need to listen to that and do something about it. So um, the other thing is, is that God could have created us to where we didn't need rest. Mm -hmm. He had, he could have Mm -hmm. created us to where we could go all the time, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. And he's intentional and he does things good. And he created us to need rest. Right. For a reason. Right. So I'm excited to kind of go into that this why? season. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> why, God? Why? <laughs> and we know the answer, but we will yeah. talk about that another day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what else? I mean, symptoms of not resting. What happens to us when we don't rest? Um, I think other than just the illness thing, like I think a lot of times I was just my uh Kalena is at college, right? Mm -hmm. And right now the flu seems to be going around campus. And so I just texted her this morning and I said, you know what you need to do, right? I said, you have 
got to maintain a good sleep schedule. If you aren't sleeping well, your body's going to get run down. You're going to get sick. So just talking from a sleep standpoint of rest, like if we are jipping ourselves on that type of rest, on physical rest, sleeping, we will get sick. I've noticed that with my five-year-old, we added 30 minutes. We put her to bed at 7.30 instead of eight now. Mm -hmm. And it has made a huge Mm. difference in her getting sick this semester Mm -hmm. and just her overall attitude and Mm. mentality. So, I mean, when we were saying, oh, society thinks of rest as sleep, we're not saying sleep isn't important. It Mm -hmm. is. Oh, absolutely. There's just a lot of other facets as well. Right. Yeah. So illness, for sure. We get sick more when we aren't resting well, whether that be sleep or other forms of rest, we have these chronic diseases. Um, I think burnout, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, unfortunately, and hopefully it doesn't get to that, but people are burning out all the time. It seems like, well, that's like, (laughs) we've probably had 8,000 symptoms of being chronically tired before we get to the point of burnout. So that is going to happen. Um, Spiritually, I think we struggle when we don't rest. And this is something that, um, again, is hard to admit. But when we refuse to rest, I just I said earlier, I think there is a pride factor in that. And any time that there is pride in our relationship between us and the Lord, like it's a refusal to trust God at some level. Definitely. To say, I'm going to cease working now. I am not God. This is where I, this is where I see it the most when I don't rest Mm -hmm. or I was sick last week and Karen had to keep telling me to not come. I wasn't, I wasn't contagious. I wasn't trying to get everyone (laughs) sick, but, and it was because I was like, well, this is on my shoulders instead Mm -hmm. of God knew I was going to, I had Mm -hmm. kidney stone. He knew that. Mm -hmm. And he can take care of that and it's right. trusting him, whether that's right. working from home or doing those things, but it doesn't mean that the world is on your shoulders because it's right. not. Right, right. And but it is a pride leads, thing. Yeah, and that leads to a breakdown in your relationship with God. If you, uh-huh. if we can't trust him enough to let ourselves rest or to be mm-hmm. obedient mm-hmm. in resting, it is going to play out in a breakdown in our relationship and a lack of intimacy with him because I mean I'm just going to say it plain and simple we're trying to be God yeah and and that's what I think pride oftentimes is is I'm putting myself in a place that only God can be God is the only one who does not need rest and what did he do on the seventh day he rested Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Just like trying, because like you said, it can look good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It can look like helping people, Mm -hmm. but it gets to a point when you think if I don't Mm -hmm. do it, these people won't be helped. Mm -hmm. And that is playing Mm -hmm. God because God will, will take care of things. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely has spiritual implications for me. I've noticed in seasons in my life where I am going at breakneck speed for too long, um, God will force me to rest. Yes. And uh, so oftentimes that for me has looked like I've had a surgery that was completely out of the blue, like, oh, no, you know, whatever. I don't know. You hurt your wrist. I've heard a lot of people say that. Well, now I have no choice but to rest. Right. Now I have no choice but to rest. But I feel like, and not that every illness or every surgery is God forcing us to rest. But I do think that there are times when he does. And so often, I mean, I remember, oh my goodness, when my kids were little and um, 
they had this stomach bug this one time. And I remember sitting on the bathroom floor, holding a child between vomiting episodes and God legit saying to me, I needed you to sit still. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Like my kids are sick right now because I wasn't listening because I wasn't slowing down. Dang it. That's hard as a mom to, to stomach like, okay, do it to me. Fine. (laughs) Don't, Mm -hmm. Don't make my, or don't allow my kids to be sick because you, it's the only way you can get my attention and get me to stop. So, like I said, this has been a chronic issue. So, (laughs) all right, we need to wrap up. At the end of this 10 weeks, when we get to the end of this semester, what are we hoping we have accomplished? I think um, I'm hoping that all of us have a more biblical understanding of rest so that we're able to say this is what our society says, but this is what God says. And I hope that we're able to also grasp that because God is the manufacturer, he knows better than what we're being taught by society. And because of that, that we're willing to, I don't know, some of us aren't going to embrace it. I hope some of us are willing to embrace rest. But for the rest of us, for those who really, really struggle with this, that we're at least open to trying it, to saying, okay, God, you know, it's kind of like tithing, right? (laughs) Like people put their arm out and they're like, oh, I will not tithe. But I hope that at the end of this 10 weeks, we're at least willing to say like, this is really hard for me, but I'm going to give it a try. Mm -hmm. I want to be obedient. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That's mine. I want God to be glorified through mm-hmm. rest and mm-hmm. that, yeah, open hearts. Right, right. All right. Well, hopefully something in this, I mean, I don't hope that you resonated with my story, but I know that there are a lot of you who will. And so hopefully this is just laying that framework that that as we speak about this, as I talk about this, particularly this semester, I'm not talking as one who has all the answers or who has mastered this. I am in the trenches with you. I am learning with you. I am going to sometimes buck up against it and say, God, but I don't want to, but I'm going to do it out of obedience. Um, So we're going to do this together. It may be a bumpy road, but we are going to forge on down this road together Mm -hmm. and hopefully I really believe that if God's called us to this that there is number one a reason and number two a blessing to come from it yes so while we do all of this as always we will encourage you to keep Keep looking looking above. above